to say good evening to everyone on tonight. Good to see everyone and to be with you. Apostles asked me uh, to minister on tonight, uh, and we're going to prepare our hearts to get into the word. Amen. I'm going to ask you uh, to go with me to Second um, Corinthians chapter 1, and we will uh, look at this in Amplified Bible. We'll kind of do a part two of what we were talking about before about transforming to the powers we have, transforming to the powers we have. So Second uh, Peter chapter one, and we'll start at verse three. But let's begin with the word of prayer. Again, it's Second Peter chapter one and verse three. <clears throat> uh, Father, we just thank you for this time to come together around your word. Oh, how we love you, how we thank you, how we praise you. We thank you for our apostle, our first family, continue to bless them and uh, prosper and continue to lead and guide and direct them. We thank you for GGLC, Father, and what you're doing in our midst. We thank you that we are expecting great things. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that as we uh, uh, get into your word today, that you would minister to our hearts, bring answers, bring strength, bring revelation to us, uh, everything that we need. And we thank you for that you will empower us here on tonight. Thank you in advance for all you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Again, I ask you to uh, look with me in 1 Peter chapter 1, and um, we're going to start at verse 3 here in the Amplified Bible, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. And it says, for his divine power has bestowed upon us all things, we can say that to ourselves, all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence virtue again the other amplified bible in verse four it says by means of these he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises so that through them you might escape by flight the moral decay rottenness and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness lust and greed and become sharers of the divine nature um, and this, um, this, this word for power or this word for virtue is uh, used to refer to God's miracle power. And uh, again, I'm talking about transforming to the, to the powers we have. And again, when I was uh, meditating on when I typed in power, I was actually meant, meant to type in the word power and I typed in powers. And as I meditated on it, I said, yes, we have been given powers. And so we just want to stir up uh, our memory and, uh, and remind us of the powers that God has blessed us with. In uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, in the New Living Translation, in verse 20, and uh, again, we're going to review some of the scriptures that we had, and then we're going to talk further about powers that we have. 1, Peter chap uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, the New Living Translation, verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, it is living by God's power living by God's power. So again, God wants us to live a, a power-filled life, a lifestyle of, of power. His kingdom is a kingdom of power. Uh, Colossians 1 talks about he's translated us out of the kingdom of darkness, out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of his son. He translated us from one power or from one kingdom into another. We've been translated, we've been moved into God's kingdom. Hallelujah. And so, we just want to remind ourselves of the powers that God has given us. Another scripture I want to remind you of is 
is Matthew chapter uh, 22 and the King James Version is in verse 29. And it says, and Jesus answered and said unto them, ye do err, which is error, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. So we're called to know both of those, the, the scriptures and the power of God. Not just the scriptures, but the power of God. Hallelujah. And this word here, power, is the word uh, dynamis, uh, dunamis, uh, which means uh, by implication, a miracle itself. So we're talking about miraculous power, miracle working power that God wants to uh, endow us with today. He's blessed us with. Uh, we talked before where we pointed out that many people in the Bible have, have celebrated the revelation of God being the invincible and the unconquerable source of power. And he's the invincible source of power against all enemies and all earthly rulers. He's a source of all power. And so we saw it here, for example, in Psalm 62, and if you'll turn that with me, in Psalm 62, we saw there where they were praising God for his power, praising God for the power that he possesses, praising God for the power that he owns and that he has uh, empowered us with. So here in Psalm 62 and verse 11, uh, the psalmist of David is saying, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Hallelujah. Power belongeth to God. So he's celebrating that power is God. Power belongs to God. He owns the power. And in the prayer, the Lord's prayer, it says, the, the kingdom, the power, and the glory is thine. It belongs to God. So the kingdom, the power, and the glory, it belongs to God. And so we're celebrating, we're recognizing that a way for us to access the power is to recognize, uh, is to praise God because he's the source of all power. Hallelujah. Praising him. He is our source. Also, we, we mentioned in Jeremiah uh, 32, just reviewing, and we'll move forward. In Jeremiah 32 and uh, verse 17, now the Amplified Bible, Jeremiah 32 and then verse 17. It says, alas, Lord God, behold, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power. So Jeremiah's celebrating this and, and he's approaching the throne of God and he's saying, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. And then notice this, he says, and then amplified, there is nothing too hard or too wonderful for you. And so he, he celebrated that there is nothing too hard for God. And so he's approaching prayer with the with the realization and with the revelation that there's nothing too hard for God. He made the heavens and the earth by his great power. And if he can do that, no matter what situation we're dealing with, we know that God can release his power on our behalf in that situation. And then here in Matthew chapter nine, in verse, uh, verse eight, Matthew chapter nine and verse eight, and this is gonna be out of the King James version, Matthew nine and verse eight, it says, and, but when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Hallelujah. And I said, the people are looking for power. And God is wanting to partner with people to see his power released on the earth. He wants to partner with people. And so here, uh, this power he says when he, they saw this power that was given to man, this is the power exousia, which is uh, authority or force or capacity or control or delegated influence. 
And so he was celebrating. Uh, they glorified God that he had given this power to men when they saw this miracle that Jesus had released and bringing healing to the, to the man. And so people are looking for power. They're hungry for power. And just want to remind you some of the things that we said. Uh, we said that as we pursue a, a personal relationship with the Father, we position ourselves to receive his power. And we had said uh, out of Genesis 32, uh, where Jacob was working on his own relationship with the Father God. He said, yes, uh, daddy, uh, granddaddy Abraham had a relationship with God. And yes, his father Isaac had a relationship with God. But Jacob was in uh, this wrestling match and God allowed him to wrestle with an angel representative, representative of him. And God allowed him to prevail. And so, and, and Jacob was saying, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I want my own personal relationship with you. I want my own power with you. Not just celebrating what granddaddy uh, Abraham did and what um, my dad Isaac did. My own personal relationship with you and partnering with your power in my own life. And so God is looking for us to, to have that personal relationship with him to pursue his power and to release his power uh, around us. We also said that God reveals two purposes of his power. Uh, one is to demonstrate against his enemies, and the other is to exalt his name upon the earth. And in Exodus 9, we had said in, in verse 13, he says, for this very purpose, I have let you live. And God is saying this to Moses to give to, uh, to, give to Pharaoh. For this very purpose, I've let you live, that I may show you my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. And as I was meditating further on that, I noticed that God was saying he wants to show his power. And even though Moses was partnering with him, uh, Moses received no credit. The power belongs to God. Moses partnered with God, but the power that was being released was God was showing forth his power and showing forth his glory. And Moses was a vessel through which God would release his power and release his glory. So we always want to be in a position like we said earlier, that we want to celebrate God and give him the glory and give him the honor because it's his power that's working through us. It's his power that we want to see demonstrated uh, in our lives. Now go with me to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Here's another passage about the power of God. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. That's an additional passage here. Here in Ephesians 6 and 10, a familiar passage, it says, Finally, my brethren, in the King James Version, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So the, the power and the strength working together. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then verse 11, it says, Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The, the Passion Translation says, draw power from our union with the Lord. And so as we go through life, uh, life's challenges, we can draw power from the Lord. And sometimes we need to get a refill. Lord, fill me afresh with your power. Fill me afresh with your strength. So we can continue to draw from our union with the Lord because he's a source of power. Hallelujah. Now, one of the powers that we talk about that we've been given is the power of the word of God. 
We've been blessed with God's powerful word. His word that we hold in our hands, his word that we hold in our lap is powerful. And Hebrews 4 and 12 says, the word of God is alive and powerful and is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. So we have the power of God's word that we're packing it as we go forth here on the earth. So we're not powerless. We've been equipped with the power of God to go about doing his work. Hallelujah. So everybody celebrate that we have God's power. We have his word as one of the powers that we've been given. Hallelujah. Another power we've been given, and just to remind you, in Deuteronomy 8 and verse 17, reminds us of the power to get wealth. We talked about that. He has given us the power to get wealth. And this power to get wealth comes from God, not our own power. Remember, he said, uh, I, I remind you uh, that it's not, uh, it, that it is me, the Lord, who gives you the power to get wealth. And he, he, he reminded, he said, beware lest you say in your own mind and in your, in your own heart that it's by my own power in my hand that has gotten me this wealth. And Deuteronomy 8.18 says, but you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth that you may establish his covenant, which he swore unto the fathers as it is this day. So the power to get wealth comes from God. So we can celebrate that. One of the powers that we have is the power to get wealth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Another power we have is, is prayer power. We talked about that. But let's look at this passage here out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. In the Amplified, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 11 in the Amplified Bible. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And while you turn it out, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, I remind you that we talk about in James chapter 5 and verse 16 that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we have prayer power that we can release, and it says it, it avails much, it makes tremendous power available. So there is power in our prayers. So another thing that we're packing with us is prayer power. If we come against a situation, we have prayer power that we can release. Now here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 11, it says, as amplified, with this in view, we constantly pray for you that our God may, be, may deem and count you worthy of your calling and his every gracious purpose of goodness and with power may complete in your every particular work of faith, faith which is that leaning on the human personality on God and absolute trust and confidence in his power and wisdom and goodness. So he's saying we're praying for this power, God's power to constantly work in us. So this is something we can pray over ourselves and pray for others that God, let your power continue to work in me let your power continue to complete in me. Let your power continue to develop me uh, and strengthen me and, and carry out the will and your purposes in my life. And so we can declare by faith, by the prayer of faith, that God is working in me to complete his work. Hallelujah. We can continue to praise God. He's working in me like a potter, uh, how the potter continues to work on that, uh, on that vessel. He tweaks it and, and it makes adjustment to it. And so we can thank God, continue to work on me. God, I'm on your Potter's will. Continue to transform me. Continue to mold me. Continue to make me into all that you want me to be. Hallelujah. So constantly pray that this power will complete every, my every particular work of faith. 
that God is working in us and developing us to all that he's called us to be. Glory to God. Another power that we talked about was the power of our words. We said our words are power, powerful. In Proverbs 18 and 21, it says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So we talked about taking inventory of our words and, and um, making sure that the ledger of our word, we have more on the positive side. And how we said how those, those 12 spies went to check out the same piece of real estate. And 10 said we couldn't do it. And two said we could do it. And so we said that the minority, even today, maybe two out of, out of 12 that's speaking positive in our, in our areas and in our lives today, maybe two out of 12 that's saying we can do it and speaking positive, speaking over our day. And the rest are speaking on the natural side. So again, we have to take inventory of our words. Hallelujah. We also reminded you that we have the power to become the children of God. We also said we have the power of the Holy Spirit to do the works of Jesus. So these are powers that we've been given. In Acts 1 and 8, it says, you shall receive power, and the Amplified says, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the various ends of the earth. We also said we've been given the power of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In, in Luke uh, chapter 10, we had said that... Um, that disciples rejoiced because even the demons were subject to us and they obeyed us when we use your name. And so he's given us authority and power to use his name over all the power of the enemy. So that's another power that we've been uh, equipped with. We also said we've been given power over our will. We have willpower. Uh, that will was given to mankind by God. And so we have willpower that we can exercise. And then go with me to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, another passage that we talked about. Here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says, God has given us a power, love, and a sound mind. So here in 2 Timothy chapter 1 in the uh, Amplified Bible, in verse 7, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and, and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. The, the Passion Translation said we've been given mighty power. We've been given a, a, a sound mind. We learned on this past Sunday that love is power. And we learned that love from our apostle is a, is a secret weapon. So God has given us not a spirit of, of fear or timidity, He's given us a spirit of, of mighty power, mighty love, and a sound mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then we had talked about also that we have the, the power of giving financial seed uh, as gifts in the ministry. We have power of seed that reproduces when the seed is planted. Now I'm going to add uh, some more, talk some more about some other powers that we have. If you go with me to uh, Isaiah chapter 40, in verse 29, a familiar passage, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 29. Here is a power. It says, uh, the point I want to give you here is that God gives power to the weak as they wait for his grace. Hallelujah. God gives power to the weak as they wait for his grace. Here in Isaiah 40 and verse 29, again, a familiar passage, 
and this is out of the Amplified, it says, he gives power to the faint and weary, and to him who has no might, he increases strength, causing it to multiply and making it to abound. I like it also out of the Passion Translation. Here it says, he empowers the feeble and infuses the powerless with increasing strength. Verse 30, even young people faint and get exhausted. Athletic ones may stumble and fall. And verse 31, but those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. Hallelujah. Those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary and walk through life without giving up. So God has given us the power to run our race, hallelujah. He's given us the power uh, and, and divine strength to help us to carry out what God has called us to do. He's given us, he gives power to those who are weak and, and exhausted. We have the power to run spiritually, glory to God. We have the power to run our spiritual race. And so he gives us power. He gives power to the weak as they wait for his grace. Hallelujah. So if we're feeling spiritually tired, we can draw strength from God. We can draw power from God. He'll, those who wait for him, he will renew their strength. He'll cause us to mount up on wings as eagles. He'll cause us to run and not be weary. He'll cause us to walk through life, the Passion Translation, walk through life and not get, without giving up. So he'll give us the power that we need, the spiritual power that we need, the divine strength that we need to carry out the assignment and to run the race that he's given us. Hallelujah. So if you need strength tonight, you can call on the Father and say, Father, I need strength because he says here he gives power to the faint and to the weary. And those who have no might, he increases strength. Glory to God. So we have strength from our Father. We have the power from our Father uh, as we wait for his grace. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, another word of encouragement about the power that we have, the powers that we have. Here in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, I'm going to be in the Amplified Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, and here's the point, we have been given power to live holy in troublesome and stressful times if we will use it. We have the power to live holy in troublesome and stressful times if we if we use it we have power in perilous times here in second uh, timothy 3 and verse 1 and amplify and then we'll skip down to verse 5 it says but understand this that in the last days will come and set in perilous times of great stress and trouble hard to deal with and hard to bear and then he goes on to talk about some of the things that's going to happen. And then one of the things he says down here in verse 5, for although they hold a form of piety, true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people and turn away from them. So we, we have the power to live holy in perilous times. We have power for perilous times. Uh, this word uh, perilous in the Greek means harsh times. And we can, we can look around us today that these are 
harsh times. These are difficult times. These are dangerous times, painful times, uh, hard to deal with. But thank God he has given us power for perilous times. He's given us everything requisite for life and for godliness. So we have power to live holy in troublesome times. We don't have to bow the knee to all the different uh, troubles and all the different uh, pulls and all the different distractions that's coming against us. We can stay aligned with God. We can stay uh, connected with God and he'll see us through and he'll guide us and walk us through these perilous times. Hallelujah. Uh, another point, if you'll go with me to uh, second, uh, first Peter chapter one, first Peter chapter one, and it's going to be in verse four, first Peter chapter one and verse four. And the point I want to bring here is that we are kept or guarded by God's power by faith. We have God's protective keeping power. Hallelujah. We have his protective keeping power. So here in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 and Amplified, and we're going to read verses 4 and 5, it says, A born anew into an inheritance which is beyond the reach of change and decay, imperishable, unsullied, and unfading, reserved in heaven for you. Verse 5, the key verse, who are being guarded or garrisoned by God's power. I believe the King James says, we're kept by God's power through your faith till you fully inherit that final salvation that is ready to be revealed for you at the last time. The Passion Translation says, it is that God's power is guarding us until full salvation is ready to be revealed. Hallelujah. So we're being kept and guarded by God's power. One of his powers is protecting us. It's keeping us. We have this keeping power as we uh, connect to his power by faith. As we connect by faith, we have his protective keeping power working to keep us and to guard us, hallelujah, in this, uh, in this evil world, in this challenging time, in these perilous times. We have his keeping power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Another point is that we can um, lead others to God's power by God's power, which is beyond our human weakness. Again, we are equipped to lead others by God's power, which is beyond our human weakness. If you'll go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. So we as Christian believers are equipped or empowered to lead others by God's power, which is beyond our human weakness. Hallelujah. Here in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4, uh, notice this. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking here in 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 4 in the Amplified Bible. He says, for though he, talking about Jesus, was crucified in weakness, yet he goes on living by the power of God. And though we too are weak in him, as he was humanly weak, yet in dealing with you, we shall show ourselves alive and strong in fellowship with him by the power of God. Hallelujah. And it just comforts me to know that it's his power that we rely upon, not, not, not my power. It's his powers that I rely upon. And I was reminded of what Paul said in, in, 
in uh, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, he said, I would rather glory in my infirmities. I'd rather glory in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When I am weak, then am I strong. Hallelujah. The Bible also says we have this, this, uh, this treasure in earthen vessels that the power may be of God and not of us. Hallelujah. And so uh, we are equipped to lead others by God's power, which is beyond our human weakness. He's given us spiritual power to overcome our human weaknesses that we can tap into. Now, another point is that, as I begin to wrap up is that uh, if you go with me to uh, Psalm 63, Psalm 63 and verse one, uh, another point I wanna bring out is that there must be a, a thirst, a hunger, uh, an eager desire to see more of God's power in our personal lives and especially when we come together. There must be a, a, a thirst, a deep thirst, a real thirst, a genuine thirst, an eager desire to see more of God's power. Not just uh, going through the motions saying, I want to see his power, but really having a, a deep uh, desire uh, almost a desperation that I've got to see God's power show up. And we're talking about ex expecting great things and seeing God show explosive power. We've got to have that passionate desire to see his power show forth and show out, hallelujah, in our, on our behalf when we come together and in our own individual lives. Here in Psalm 63 and verse 1 in Amplified, uh, Psalmist David is saying, Oh God, you are my God, earnestly, will I seek you. My inner self thirsts for you. So notice notice the passion. My inner self is thirsting for you. He goes on to say, my flesh longs and is faint for you in a dry and weary land where no water is. So that's the mentality he had. It's like, I, I need to see God's power like a person who's in a dry land where there's no water, in a desert land. And that person is desperate for a drop of water. That's the kind of desperation we need to, to release and experience the power of God. Just like that person in that weary land where there's no water, they're desperate for water. We've got to see your power. And as we get, go into our day, Father, we want to see your power today. Hallelujah. And so he says here again in verse 1, Oh God, you're my God. Earnestly will I seek you. My inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs and is Faint for you in the dry and weary land where no water is. And then in verse 2, so I have looked upon you in the sanctuary. So when they come together, I have looked upon you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Hallelujah. I've looked upon you. I'm looking, Father. I'm looking to see your power and I want to see your glory. So that's the kind of heart we want to have as we want to go into higher levels. We're talking about transforming into the powers of God. So this is a part of our mental transformation that we want to have a desperate desire to see God's power and see his glory individually and when we come together. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, one more point I want to bring out. Uh, if you go with me to Psalm 71. Psalm 71. <clears throat> in Psalm 71 
in verse 15. And here's the point I want to bring out here in Psalm 71, starting in verse 15 to amplify it. There must be a, a desire. So we talk about it in Psalm 63, uh, being, being desperate to see God's power. There must be a desire to help the upcoming generation to see and experience God's power at work. Not only will we come together, but the generation that's coming up, there must be a desire to help by the help of the Holy Spirit of God, this upcoming generation to see God's power at work. Yes, we've experienced God's power and in, in, our, in our previous generation has experienced God's power, but we wanna be a part of passing that baton and helping the upcoming generation to see God's power. We want them to be aware of God's power. We want them to experience God's power at work in their lives. Here in Psalm 71 and verse uh, 15 in the Amplified, it says, my mouth shall tell of your righteous acts and of your deeds of salvation all the day for their number is more than I know. So sharing God's righteous act, sharing God's testimony, sharing it with the upcoming generation, tell them what God has been doing. And we love to see the testimonies that are uh, on the line of, of how God is working. We're going to continue to, to share the testimonies of what God is doing and particularly helping the upcoming generation grow up and experience the, the power of God, grow up hearing about God's power being demonstrated. They need to know that, particularly in this time when there's so many challenges, they need to know that God's power is real. And so here again, it says, my mouth shall tell of your righteous acts and of your deeds of salvation all the day for the number is more than I know. So just all the, the number of things that God has done, just continue to testify what, what God has done. And then in verse uh, 16, I will come in strength, in the strength, and with the mighty acts of the Lord God, I will mention and praise your righteousness, even yours alone. Verse 17, oh God, you have taught me from my youth. So having God to teach the young people and, and for the God to show forth his power in the lives of the young people. God, you have taught me from my youth, and hitherto I have declared your righteous works. And so we have responsibility, as I'm saying, to, by, by the help of the Holy Spirit, to share God's works with the upcoming generation. So again, verse 17, you've taught me from my youth, and hitherto I have, I, have I declared your wondrous works. And then in verse 18, yes, even when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, but keep me alive until I have declared your mighty strength to this generation and your might and power to all that are to come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the psalmist is saying, even when I'm old and gray-headed, keep me alive so that I can continue to share your good news, share your mighty works with the upcoming generation to all that are to come. So we want to have a heart, a generous heart that we want to share God's goodness, share God's power, share uh, the, the explosive power that God is doing in our lives and help the upcoming generation to uh, taste and see, as the psalmist said, taste and see that God is good because we're sharing with them the goodness of God and what he's doing in our lives to inspire them to walk with God and that God is a God of power. Hallelujah. So we're going to encourage the upcoming generation to walk in the power of God. 
I'm going to close with one more passage. Uh, uh, go with me to 1 John chapter 4. I was meditating on this, and Apostle mentioned it on, on Sunday. Uh, we know that the enemy has power. We can see uh, his work here on the earth. But the good news is that his power is limited. Hallelujah. God has all power. God is the source of all power. Here in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. 1 John 4 and verse 4. It says, little children, and this is how the Amplified, little children, you are of God. So we're going to always remind ourselves that we are of God. Hallelujah. We are of the, the God of power, the God of all the powers, plural. We are of God, it says. It says, you belong to him, and you've already defeated and overcome them. So I like this, that you, we belong to him. So that's where our identity is. It's from him. It's not from the world. It's not from our friends. It's not from anything else. We belong to God. Now, everything else, the enemy will use different resources to fight against us, to fight against our true identity. But we talked about before, we are the children of God. We, we, are, we, are, we have a revelation that we are actually the children of God. That's our identity. We have a God identity. But here it says we belong to him. We belong to God. So that's our identity. And it says you have already defeated and overcome them. You've already defeated. So that's how God sees us. We're already conquerors. We've already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who is in the world. And I thought about, instead of the word greater, I thought about the word more powerful. So the Holy Spirit who lives in us has more power than all the evil forces, the Antichrist, uh, all that the, the enemy, the devil is doing that's at work in the world. Greater is he who is in us. Mightier is, is, is he who's in us. More powerful is he who's in us than he who's in the world. Yes, the enemy has power, but God has more power. It says greater is he who's in us. Mightier is he who's in us. More powerful is he who's in us. So yet there are challenges and there are power of perilous times, but we have the greater one. We have more power and we have to remind ourselves that God has given us all powers that are requisite to life and godliness. And we have more power in us than he who is in the world. I remember Apostle reminded us uh, last time we talked about uh, uh, Ephesians 3 and 20, according to the power that's at work in us. So we have to celebrate that power that's in us, release our faith to that power that's in, at work in us, uh, be hungry more for that power that's at work in us, and then want to see that power being dis displayed uh, for us and for the upcoming generation so they can know that our God is a powerful God. Our God is a mighty God. Our God is a strong God. To give testimony, to give evidence of his reality and of his power because they're seeing it at work in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just close in a, in a moment of prayer and then we'll prepare uh, to give. Father, we just thank you again for reminding us of the power that you've given us, the powers that you have given unto us. Uh, continue, Holy Spirit, to stir us up and remind us uh, the things that you've given us as we uh, journey through the earth and through the different challenges and stresses and hardships, per uh, perils and dangers. You've given us more power. There's more power in us than that's in the world. We hunger, Father, to see your power at work in our lives individually 
and in our lives corporately, Father. We, we hunger to see your power, Father. We come to church. It's not just coming to go through the motions of worship, but we come to see your power being displayed, uh, bringing healings, bringing miracles, bringing deliverances, bringing salvation, bringing prosperity. When we come together, Father, we are hungry to see your power at work in our midst. And even tonight, Father, we just loose your power at work in us, continue to transform us, Holy Spirit, uh, into the powers that we have, the power that you've given us. We thank you for it in advance. And may you receive all the glory and all the honor as we desire to partner with you. We thank you, Father, releasing your power. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you for your power. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Even ministering healing, even right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. His power can work even right now. There's no distance. He can minister healing to your bodies, healing to your souls, forgiveness, whatever it, whatever you need. He's given us all power, everything we need for life and for godliness. Continue to meditate on these and, and roll this over in your heart and expect to see it manifested in, in, in any area that you're targeting, believing God for it. For his power to be released and then celebrate what god has done because that that's that's like a seed that's planted and you're watering that seed you're celebrating what god has done and that makes room for more to come back to you a harvest of more blessings to come back to you praise god again thank apostle for the opportunity to share uh minister janner if someone will post the uh, information um uh for you to sow and we've got the new uh Tidely, uh, the information that uh, Minister Jan and Minister Mary had shared uh, to uh, to do it digi digitally as well. So uh, take advantage of, of that and plant seeds and uh, continue to support this great work that God is doing here at Greater Glory Life Center. Hallelujah. All right. All right. And just remind you of Sunday morning, uh, uh, possibly ministering at 8 o'clock at Greater Glory and uh, their cathedral praise. Also, uh, we mentioned about the, uh, the, uh, the, the ministry events there in Melbourne on uh, uh, Saturday and, uh, and on Sunday and on Monday. And that information has been posted on the line. All right. Well, God bless you and we will see you. Uh, be blessed. Amen. Good night.